0: all right i'm back from break i got myself uh some water i'm off the soda now so now i got a jug of water here big gallon of it trying to lose some weight went to the doctors he says man you gotta at least lose 10 pounds so i'm drinking water fans nothing fancy and uh, with me, I don't know what he's drinking, but uh, Serpent's very own Joe Bornhorst.
1: I have a bottle of water beside me. So I'm really? up
0: on steam water. Oh, we're drinking healthy here.
1: Yeah. Be conscious about health, yeah.
0: I am um, I used to be a big, you know, I drink a lot of soda. I used to drink a ton of it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, while I was just wrenching, I drank a bottle of non Dew. So, I mean, kind of, you know counteracts everything that I'm doing right now, so.
0: Well, you need some, I guess you need the caffeine, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, stay concentrated. Put all the screws in the right spot. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, I'm off the soda, so. Anyway, Joe, how how you been?
1: Oh, pretty good, hanging in there. Uh, Trying to race as much as I can and travel around and do all, you know, the normal stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't know about you until I showed up at Motorama, and Kirby says, "Dude, Max says, Joe horse, you got to watch him. He's up and comer, fast." I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. So, I, you know, and then I walked over to pits. So I was talking to you for a bit there. You're a big fan of the show, yeah, for, for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and you had the Rip logos on your uh, car and on on the uh, pit table there. I was like, "Wow." That's Pretty cool. Of course, of course. Go on. Damn, fan of the show. Now, how'd that happen?
1: Um, I honestly probably just like googled randomly our car podcast and it came up. Um, but then I, you know, I just remember listening to a few and it seemed pretty cool. And like, man, that'd be cool if I could do that someday. So, yeah, cool. here we are.
0: Cool. Maybe, maybe you could be a co-host. Because uh, tonight, without me, I don't have Jason Rona with me tonight because he's at Thornhill. Which uh, we were talking earlier. That track looks amazing. Yeah, it looks
1: like crazy. Probably one of the biggest ones in the U.S. I have to guess.
0: I'm betting I couldn't even get around a lap without like wrecking so many times. They said the lap times are like 48 seconds. It would take me probably minute 48.
1: I mean, I, don't, I might be pushing it, but you know. <laughs> we can start with that and then drop them, you know? Right. So.
0: Uh, yeah. But that track's amazing.
1: Man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to think how bad it's going to be at the Nats to try to follow a buggy around because whenever you're in that back corner or even the back street, if there's any jumps at all, it's going to be crazy hard to judge. Mm-hmm. There's going to look like a little speck.
0: Like you said, you might need binoculars to drive around that thing.
1: Yeah. But not is required
0: for sure. So maybe we'll call Jason up and see what's going on. See if he answers the phone. Yeah, let's do it. Let's bother him. So his apology. He said he can't make it tonight. But uh, we might be able to get him a ring. Surprise call. Yeah. Um, Kirby Han. Not here either. And then uh, I said, uh, okay, well, I got to go to my bench. Uh, David Alford. Uh, no David Alford for the Joe horse episode.
1: No love for Jill.
0: Nothing. Nothing. And you even helped him out at the Nats.
1: Dude, Nats all week, I let him use a temp gun, and he just, you know, (sighs) make sure his his motor's and you know, right spot on and gearing there, and just, yeah, try to help out a fellow racer. Just no love for a podcast.
0: So anyway, we may have you replace Dave on the bench.
1: I mean that that could
0: probably work. Like I said, uh, you know, I'm an old school guy. I, I raced hell, early '90s on through, and then uh, you know, stopped to stop racing around uh, when I started working for Trinity in '97. But I don't know a lot of these new drivers, and I didn't know you until I talked to talked to you, and you know, talked to Max and stuff like that. But. Um, uh, for everybody out there, fans out there that don't know Joe Bornhorse, uh, give a little uh, history about yourself. Uh, you know, when you started racing and so forth, where you live, all that stuff. All
1: right. Um, yeah, I'm from a little town in Ohio with uh, New Philadelphia in northeast Ohio. Um, sadly, it's not sunny like California, but, you know, <laughs> you, guys, you guys do. But um, I grew up racing motocross. I uh, started when I was four years old. My dad got me into that. And, uh, yeah, race throughout my entire life and, uh, whenever I was 17, which would have been in 2010, okay. I, uh, was, it was my second year in the pro class and I was, you know, going around the, the races and making some money here and there. And, um, it was September 19th, 2010 uh, just a local race, um, come around into, uh, this jump section and flop out and shatter my leg. Oh. And, uh, so that kind of, like I, I, at the time I still, like I thought I was going to be able to race and like get healed and get back to it and stuff because I'd broken a bunch of bones before that. And, you know, no big deal, just keep on going. And, uh, this one was a little bit different. It was, Really serious and had a lot of complications and stuff with it. So, um, probably, I want to say, within a month after I broke my leg, I was completely just bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And so, one of my buddies, uh, one of my good buddies, Kyle Tharp, uh, he came over and we uh, decided to let's get some RC cars. And uh, so it looked like fun and, you know, give me something to do and stuff. So, we go up to our local hobby shop and get a couple, uh, ready to run SU 10s. And this was, it was, um, after they came out with the brushless 2.4 ready to run everything. So that was yeah, not too long ago. And, uh, we, uh, they built this little just backyard track, just mess around little jumps and stuff. And then like eight of us all got ready to run SU 10. So we were just out there just, doing little three-lap motos and having fun and stuff, and I was in a wheelchair at the time because of my leg, so uh, they would actually um, get me up into the bed of a truck, and that's how that's where I drove from, and we just go out there and just do battery after battery, just having fun and stuff, and then uh, that winter, which would have been the winter of 2010-2011, uh, we went about an hour away and uh, there's this track called classic rc raceway mm-hmm. and like we walk in for the first time and like we had no idea like there's tracks or racing or anything and walk in like all everyone like looks all legit and has pit lights and pit boards and stuff where he's like walk in and we're, like what did we get ourselves into so uh like we have you know the stock tires on the sc10s and stuff and um we're seeing all these guys with, you know, like bar tires and flicks and all that stuff we're just thinking like, how does that stuff work? And uh like this is a hard pack clay track and, you know, that was obviously the the tires that you wanted to run. And um so we get out there and uh we're just out there doing donuts, we have no tracks and stuff. But we we think it's cool. So it's just like a practice night. And so we go mess around with stuff and uh and that next week, we go to the hobby shop, and we're like, dude, they make other tires for these things. So we bought some tires, and uh, but at the time, we didn't think that buying four tires was required. So we just bought the rear tires because, you know, you need traction, but that's steering. Steering overrated. So um, we buy rear tires, mount them up, have no glue, how to glue tires, they'll fall off, you know, normal stuff. And I uh, go racing the next time. And the first time I go racing, like, the first qualifier, I'm out there, like, thinking it's motocross, it's fast lap instead of not, like, instead of, you know, being consistent. So, I'm out there, like, I try to do a lap and then sit for, like, 10 seconds to get a clear track. I'm trying to, try to do a lap and stuff. And that guy comes over, he's like, what are you doing? It's like, trying to get a fast lap, man. And he's like, yeah, that's not RC car racing. Like, oh, all right, lesson learned. So I'm going to keep on racing. And uh, then I, I think that they have, like, a stock and a mod short course or something. And I actually won both classes my first time racing. Um, it was, like, a completely ready-to-run car and stuff. And then then I think it would be cool to have a stock and a mod car. So I order another ready-to-run s and get a motor for it and put, like, these shocks on it that, like, uh, I think they were, like, energy shocks with, like, um, piggybacks on it. And I thought they were sick because they looked like motocross shocks and all this stuff, and really, they were pretty lame. But, uh, <laughs> so I go up there, and, we like, we do that for, like, that winter and stuff. And um, then, like, spring comes around, and we find this outdoor track. And, like, uh, Urza actually had an outdoor track at Classic the same place and um we see the like eight scales running We're like dude those look sick we all bought eight scales and then that turned into you know everything else and uh then i started racing a little bit uh, a little bit more like i went to um the dyna rc raceway a couple times that summer and raced and like i didn't understand anything about it like people would come over to me and um Say like you know what's your setup like what you know what's your shock package i'm like what are you talking about and uh they're like well like what shock oil and pistons are you running? i'm like pistons I, yeah like i i don't know what i had no clue what's going on so i'm just like i'm just playing with toy cars and uh because like at that point i was still thinking this is just like a temporary thing i'm still going to go back and race your bike so like don't get too into it so then um probably the rest of that year went on and, uh, we kind of figured out that I wasn't going to get to race. Metacons anymore. So I started to get more into it. And, um, I guess the rest is just kind of history, kind of just getting bigger and bigger into it. And then, uh, started, I, I had, uh, the second year that I was racing, then I kind of knew a little bit more what I was doing and stuff. And, uh, I had all low seat cars and, um, the nationals were over at LCRC, the NitroNet. And, um, so I went over there. That was, I'm pretty sure literally my fourth outdoor race ever was the nationals. And, uh, I qualified in like the eighth finals and then bumped up to the quarters in both classes. So I was like pretty nuts. I thought, and, uh, people said I was like doing good and stuff. And then, uh, I kind of, I met Paul Ticarello, uh, like just throughout breaking locally and stuff. And, uh, he's from right around where I am. And, uh, so then like at the end of the year, whenever, you know, all the contracts are going up and stuff, I started talking to Paul and, um, decided to sign with servant for the next year. Uh, that was honestly one of the better decisions that I've ever made because Paul is like, but like he knows what he's doing, like, hardcore. So um, whenever I got into it, and I, like, I mean, I was really starting to get it, but I didn't really fully get it. He could tell me what to do, like, on everything and stuff, and um, I, had, I had never built a kit at that point, so whenever I got all my surfing kit, that was a feat to learn how to do that. And uh, so I built all the kits, and then, uh, I got to race my e-buggy a couple times, like locally and stuff. And then we went to the Psychonitro Blast for the first time. And that was in 2013. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever, you know, really traveled far for a race because like the NAS was like five hours away and that was like far at the time. But then Psychonitro Blast, that's a 12-hour drive throughout. So first time I'd really traveled to like a big race and, Only the second time I'd ever seen like pro drivers and stuff and um so yeah, we went down there and like I did like obviously since I didn't know how to build kits, like my cars were falling apart every qualifier and stuff and kept on kept on losing screws and stuff and (laughs) sound uh, like Dave Alford. Oh yeah. (laughs) And uh you know, at least I had a temp gun. Yeah. But uh um Yeah, so uh, I made the main an e-buggy. There was, like, I want to say, like, 100 entries or something. It was just open e-buggies out here instead of, like, pro and open. So I made the main an e-buggy. And then both Nitro cars, that was the first time i ran them. And so I DNF'd, like, two out of three qualifiers in each class and stuff. So um, I was in like the C and truggy out of a C and a, the D and buggy out of a D. So like the buggy main was like up at 530 in the morning or something and I'm just completely dead and I didn't even run that. <laughs> and then the truggy main um, like I got out and like the one round that I did finish, I was like 15th or something. And then the other two rounds, I like, could be on a good run and I, you know, something would fall off or something. But, um, so I'm like way out front in the teammate and like, okay, just bring it around and, you know, you know, just bump up and keep on going. And I go off of one of the big wood jumps on the track and it just dies. Oh. And like, we have no clue what's wrong. I think it's a glow plug or something, but so DNF that again. And then, uh, and A1 e-buggy, I had some other bad luck and dnf And then, uh, like, I was all the way up to third and, like, battling with Pettit and all those guys. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And, like, I was all nervous and stuff battling with all these guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm in DNF hour, And then I made it back up to, like, fourth and then had bad luck again. And um, so that was, that was an interesting weekend. And then... Um, started to figure out more about the whole mechanical side of it. And uh, so my car started to fall apart less and started to figure out more about the surfing cars and started to do better and stuff and uh then what was it later in that year we went to like the nationals and stuff and um I guess I make the main in both of the classes at the A Scale Electric National. That so was was pretty cool. I thought uh, that was a pretty cool accomplishment.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, uh, then I decided to race two wheel mods that next one. That was an eye opener. Um, but like, I'm used to just like ponding it with eight scales and stuff. And like, I get, I get a two wheel drive car and I'm just like, Oh my God, what am I doing? I have like no clue. Like it's so much more about setup up and driving and, being smooth
0: and stuff, and HSK
1: uh, yeah, could just throw
0: it in there, and yeah, yeah. You remind me of a, a local kid that I used to race with here, that um, was super fast at our local track, and but it was everything was just box stock. Like he would go buy a car kit, take it out, build it, and then just go run it. But he had no clue what anything did at the time, and he would just beat you. And as a matter of fact, he would go to Motorama and make the A. And, like, you would ask him, oh, what's your setup on that? And he's like, oh, I don't know. My dad built the car overnight or whatever, you know, like. And then you asked his dad, and his dad's like, I don't know. I just followed the manual. And it's like, what are you? It, you just wanted to pull your hair out because you're sitting over there struggling to find a setup and stuff, and these guys are just building the car out of the box. <laughs> and they're competing with the top guys. It was like, ah. Yeah, for at least a year I ran stock setup. Probably two years. That's amazing. All the way through,
1: I had, like, the low-key cars and stuff. Like, I never changed a single thing.
0: I don't get you guys.
1: (laughs) It's motocross. It's motocross with a controller, completely.
0: Hmm. So. But, I mean, especially the amount of time you accomplish success. It's such a short window. I mean, 2010, you know, to now.
1: It's, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, like, because, like, a lot of my local friends and local race buddies and stuff, they've been racing for Pretty close to as long as I've been alive, and um, like in the race with them, and you know, getting to uh, beat them quite a bit and stuff, and
0: yeah, doesn't uh, it frustrate them?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it did for sure. Like I, uh, I know Chicky has told me before that like whenever I first, uh, like first started uh, racing and stuff, and I was like battling with him, and like I beat him a couple times here and there and stuff, like he said
0: he was mad that I was beating him and, you know, that's a little self win, but. So, but, but I mean, you're a very uh, aggressive driver, right? Yeah. Um,
1: a lot of, a lot of people like to say that I drive strapped out of my mind. Okay. Um, and it's kind of true, I guess. Like, I, I like to hold it wide open and, uh, make the front tires big. <laughs> but, uh, I guess that's kind of more of what I'm known for around here. There's just driving straps and wide open and somehow making it work. So that's kind of cool. but And that's, I guess, why two wheel didn't work out for me too well at the beginning. But, <laughs> oh, funny thing about two wheel. Um, so the first time I uh, went to the CRC race with racing two wheel drive cars, I had uh, I was racing like two buggy and two little short course, and, uh, qualified second right behind Cav and short course. And, uh, this is a pretty funny story and a lot of people know it. Um, so we're, we're at the hotel the night before the race, like on Saturday night and, uh, watching super and stuff. And we're all just talking about like who, we, who we think's going to win the next day and stuff. And, uh, Cav and, BT and all those guys are sitting there. And uh, I forget who brought it up, but um, someone said, like, Joe's just going to take you out in the first corner and uh, leave you to, you know, leave you to the rest of the pack. And then, like, that turned into me saying something like, yeah, like, first first corner, A1, I'm just going to punt you to keep on going. And, like, I wasn't being serious, but just, like, screwing around. Uh-oh. And then, and then BT says... Do it. You won't. Like, oh, man. Okay. I mean, I, I won't, but you know, that's kind of funny. And then, so as it turns out, we're sitting there on the grid for A1. I'm sitting there shaking because I'm nervous out of my mind. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, somehow I completely nail the start and kind kind of, I don't know if he spun or, you know, just didn't completely get it good or something, but, um, Somehow I get to him in the first corner, and I'm like on the inside, and just like completely haunted him. Not like not on purpose, but on accident. And uh, like I'm the driver, saying I'm like me and him, like we're standing outside each other. i like, man, Ryan, I know how this looks, but I did not mean to do that. And he didn't say a word. So the rest of the time, like I'm just like feeling like you know, that guy and whatever. and um so that was pretty funny. But then so a lot of people like for even to this day still make fun of me for taking out world champion and stuff. So <laughs> But yeah, so that was one of the, the funnier stories that I've had in I C Cut racing.
0: I would consider that an honor. I would love to do that. Hey Ryan, Ryan I would love to punt you out on the first turn. Just to say I was next to you on the first turn at the start.
1: Oh, and then uh, BT was up in the very next race and comes up uh, on my stand, like whenever we're just like pulling in and stuff. And he's like, I didn't actually think you were going to do it. (laughs) Like, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Like, that just happened.
0: (laughs) Blacklisted from RC. Yeah, yeah. Man. my career is over before it even started. Well, what would say afterwards? Nothing. Um, I was kind of scared to go talk to him, honestly,
1: because I thought he was just going to punch you in the face or something. But, uh, like, one of my friends went over and we talked to him and he said, uh, like, Cav said, like, Cav told him, like, I'm impressed but he even got to me because, like, he was there, like, you know, like that. Right. And, like I didn't talk to him until like later on and he was like, Oh no, it's fine. It was like, he still came and came back and, you know, destroyed all of us, but <laughs> yeah, he knew he was going to win. Yeah. So it still worked out, but yeah, but that was, yeah. One of the Oh, and another thing is uh Brody from live RC mm-hmm. got the perfect picture of it. Like my truck is right there and uh, Ryan's is like perfectly upside down in the picture
0: is this on your Facebook page at all I think it is oh, I gotta search for that
1: <laughs> it's somewhere there and uh, yeah so that was you know it's forever burnt in my memory
0: yeah it's all good so and this was when now uh, what'd you say to-
1: that would've been 2012 CRC race okay yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that was my, uh, like, including club racing and everything, that was, like, my eighth race, I want to say. So that was pretty cool. But, so then, let's see. So I guess go to, I mentioned the Roar, Nats, the Roar Enats last year at LCRC. Right. And getting to make the main, that was pretty cool. And uh, then last winter kind of did the two-wheel thing again with the serpent car coming out, and that was big, like uh, figuring that car out and racing. and.
0: Um, Which I'm hearing a lot of great things about that car.
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it's the best dual-drive car I've ever driven. Um, Because like, like, before that, I had a 22, and then I also tried a B4, and it's like a mix between the two. So, it's like, I think it's really good. Um, some people tried it and some they don't like it, but you know, that happens with every car. So, um, but so, yeah, we got that figured out and, uh, raced out all winter. And then, uh, this race, or this year at the CRC race, um, I was planning on just doing the two wheel drive stuff again. And then, um, uh, I, I tend to be really good in e buggy because I, I race that quite a bit locally. So, um, Chickie said I should race E-Buggy at the CRC race. So that was kind of different, like racing 2 little Buggy, 2 little Short Course, and E-Buggy. But, um, yeah, that's, that weekend was pretty crazy. Like, me and Max, uh, Max had just gotten on the team and um, just built the cars and stuff. And, um, like, we were battling all weekend and stuff. And, like, uh, between me and him, we PQ'd every round. and um won the mains and stuff. So that was a good weekend for Serpent and uh pretty fun to battle with Max and stuff. And like in qualifying, I got the first round and then he got round two and three. So it's between me and him for TQ and like, I had uh, TQ and be under a certain time and right. like all this pressure on me going into the fourth round. And, um, Luckily it worked out and I got the TQ and stuff and um, so me and Max started one two and we battled and stuff and uh, luckily I, I was able to to get the win and stuff, so that was probably one of the, the bigger it probably the biggest win I have, I would say, for a single race. So that's that was a proud moment. Cobra <laughs> Yeah, Team Congress.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, Max. I mean, I, I know he's very knowledgeable and set up and stuff. Has he been helping out a lot? Yeah, dude. Um, Max is. He's
1: very knowledgeable. Um, like he's figuring out all kinds of little stuff. Like that guy is a hobbyist, at, you know, at the best. Like so, we're we're down in Texas uh, just a couple weeks ago at the, uh, ENAPS, and. Um, like, he's just, like, it's funny to watch, like, um in the bottom of our radio tray, there's extra space for all the wires, mm-hmm. and instead of just letting them go and they'll be fine, Max figures out, like, how to put screws and stuff and, like, hold them in there with a rubber band and stuff, and it's, like, it's dialed, but, Jeez. like, why do you think about that? <laughs> like, how do you think about that? So Yeah, yeah Max... um it, it's cool to bounce set up set up ideas back and forth with him and um, me and him are really close on the tracks and uh, so that's cool like, like we have like, really close to the same driving style so a lot of the same stuff works and
0: yeah, it's good to have him on the team with you there for sure
1: yeah it's cool and then also having Trudy on the team too um, he's been a big help with figuring stuff out and,
0: yeah they got themselves a nice team there uh, you know yeah. building it with yeah, cool.
1: Um like, at the Nationals, we're going to have all of us there, the Nitron apps. Um, like, it's going to be me, Max, uh, truly and then also Matt Treffler. Um, So we should have a pretty solid uh, showing there at the, the Nitro Naps.
0: Small team, but a solid team.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it, I, um, like I think it'll, it'll be kind of almost hard for us to, I mean, get a win at a big race like that at a national with every big name there. But I feel like we all have, you know, potential to be in the main. So, I mean, True, he's going to go in there as a favorite because last year he was second. And, you know, it's, you know, Mike Trouille, so can't really doubt him. But uh
0: I like what Serpent's doing. Like, um I, you know, if I was to buy a two-wheel drive car, like, I went on to YouTube and I watched Billy Easton explain the new tool drive car and and just did a great job of that. And then next thing you know, you hear they signed, you know, you know, Max made the switch and then Mike, and now you're on the team. And, you know, it's, I mean, a small group of you guys, but man, it's pretty impressive what Serpent's doing in that market now.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, like, I mean, last year, um, it was pretty much just me and Matt Treffler and Matt did good. Like he made some mains and uh he, like, he made the main at the nationals and uh AMS and like all that stuff. And, but this year, like we have, you know, like I feel like I'm a lot better than what I was last year. So I can help out with make, you know, getting some results. And, but then we also have two more really fast guys. So that's, you know, always going to help. And like, um, you know, last year at the second nitro blast, we had um, a couple of us in the main and e buggy. Like me and Chickie made the main and e buggy, but none uh, there was no surfing cars in the mains in the nitro classes. But so this year, you know, me and Mike both made all three classes. So I mean,
0: that's good for the company to get
1: you know exposure in all three classes and right. You know, so yeah, it's definitely looking out for sure.
0: If I was to race, I would have. Um, I told Kirby this a while back. Like, if I was to get a two-wheel drive car, I, man, I, I like what Serpent's doing. There's something different, and I love how Billy Easton explained everything to me on the YouTube. I was like, that's a pretty cool car.
1: Uh, are you talking about the video from uh, the Worlds?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe it's from the Worlds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the one funny quote from that. Okay. That you should probably make a sound drop from is. Oh, uh, I could do that. It's, he says, you can't have it all, all the time. And that has stuck with, like, me and my friends throughout, you know, every time we go racing. It's just pretty funny. You can't have it all, all the time.
0: That's a good one. I could pull that, and I'll make that a soundbite for you. Yeah, I think that, that would work. But, yeah, I mean, you guys um, are real close to each other, too, as as, as a team. Like, so you, like you said, you could bounce ideas off of... Uh max or get set tips, or whatever. and uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Pretty it's,
0: close. Where I hear sometimes some other teams, like, it's not real close like that, so.
1: Yeah, like, um, like you know, all of us, it's, like, we're all really easy to talk to and we all get along. And, um, like, on some of the bigger teams, I know, like, like I've never experienced it, obviously, but, um, like, I'm guessing you probably, like, one of the, like, some of the lower guys just couldn't call up you know, Cav or Mayfield or Dustin Evans or talk to him on the phone about it. And I guess a cool thing with between you know, the four of us like me, Max, Mike and Matt um, like we just all, you know, just a phone call away if we have a question about something and bounce ideas back and forth. And um, I mean, that's that's cool to be on a team that you know, we all get along and um, you know, all down there guys and stuff.
0: So. Yeah, you guys are trying to do something as far as, like, you know, make Serpent uh, you know, put their name out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, get some more exposure in the off-road world. And then, also, uh, like Chicky, you call him at any time of the day, he answers, and we'll sit there and talk to you about whatever you want to talk about until you're done. And so that's cool, you know. Yeah. He just makes himself available all the time, and you know, helps you out with everything. And, like, that guy is knowledgeable like crazy like he's a the human setup sheet and like like any setup sheet that you like or any setup that we've been running for the past two years you ask him what was on that setup and he can tell you right now it's pretty crazy
0: so uh, so these guys like uh, let's say some joe schmo goes out and buys a surfing car and they need some help with it they can contact you on facebook or whatever
1: oh yeah uh, i mean uh i try to make myself available as much as possible like uh I mean anyone can message me on Facebook, and I'll get back to you I mean as soon as I can. I mean that's the same with everyone else too, um like with Chickie or me or you know any of the guys um you know we'll we'll try to help with any any stuff that we can, yeah, like I know there's a few guys that on Facebook that uh, get a hold of me pretty often and like ask me questions, and same with Paul and you know um. It's, it's you know, more about the customer because, uh, you know, without the paying customers, we can't go do what we do. But you got to help them as much as you can, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's about them learning the setup and, you know, learning the cars and what works and what like, what we're working on and new stuff that we're doing and
0: stuff. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's pretty cool that you recognize that because I think that, that's probably more important than actually – you know, going out there and winning every single race. I mean, yeah, you want right. to finish high, but um, it's also good to, like, you know, help the customer out at the race or whatever and right answer questions or whatever on Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, that goes a long way, man. I mean, you, you can make somebody surfing for life just by helping them out, you know? They'll, they'll never forget that. Like, oh, man, Joe was really cool to me or Max was really awesome to me. Paul was cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So where are we at? We're at uh short, I mean a short amount of time, two thousand ten to two
1: thousand fourteen now. Yeah, uh the Electric National. We're just in uh, Texas and me and Max and Chickie all went to that. And um like we show up and it, it's in the same place as what the Nitro Act was last year. So we kinda knew what to expect more than you know, what we did last year for the Nitronet So, uh, like, we knew it was going to be, you know, the it was going to be hard and, you know, what kind of tires were going to work and that kind of thing. And, um, like, we show up and, like, we didn't, like, know what the track was going to be, like, what the layout was. And we all show up and, like, the, like, it was pretty crazy what the jumps were. Like, there was two, I want to say, 40 to Fifty-foot triples—they're huge—and uh, then like a couple other pretty big doubles and like all kinds of stuff. And uh, like it was to the point that like we were all just like sitting there taking pictures, and then yeah. like just sitting there staring, trying to figure out how we we're gonna make those every lap. And uh, then so that was on like the Wednesday before practice started. Then Thursday. Like, the first couple runs, like, uh, me and Dakota and Adam Drake and, uh, Cody King and Jared and Jared Tebow and everyone, like, we're just out there running. And every time we hit these big jumps, we're literally laughing because it's just, the cars are going so big. And, uh, like that, it was pretty crazy. Like bigger than, probably bigger than psycho nitro blast. And like, it was the thing that was even weirder was, like, you didn't even have to hit them hard because there's so much traction and the, the jump faces were built good so that they shot you good enough. that like, you hit them, like, half throttle and your car just went, sh- you know, flying across the track. But, uh, yeah, like, we were just all up there just, like, laughing and having a good time. And uh, then, like, towards the end of the day, we tr- started figuring out, like, it's really hard to be consistent on a track like that. Like, do you worry, downside, the jump's perfect every time and, like, uh, that kind of thing. Because, like, the jumps were big enough that, you like, if you case them, you crashed. If you overshot them, a lot of times you bounce and crash.
0: You know, like, it, it's, there's little room for error. So guys like Alford were really screwed. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just picking on you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh. Yeah, so like when
1: we talked to uh, the Roar guys a little bit and decided to, for one, martial safety, um, like, you know, these eight pound cars flying across. Oh, man. You know, above head level and at head level, you know, it's not exactly the safest thing. So they decided um, the one, the far back triple, which was probably the hardest just because it was farthest away and hardest to judge and stuff, uh, they took out the, the landing to it just made it a double. And, um, so that was, that was a lot better. Um,
0: and then they put the marshals in, uh, they put the marshals in full body armor.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have recommended required helmets for like some of the marshals, but, um, you know, um, we didn't have to do that. So, um, yeah, so that was good. And, um, then the next day for seating and stuff, we got used to the the changes and it was kind of funny. Like, um, even though they took out the landing, a lot of us were still tripling it, you know, Mm -hmm. without it being a triple, right. We were just launching it because that was the fastest way to do it. And, um, you know, whenever you'd land, it was like landing, you know, 50 foot jump onto, you know, cement. So it was just like destroying our cars and, super hard on electronics and everything. And, yeah,
0: uh, I heard speed controls were frying left and right.
1: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say left and right. There's some failures. Um, okay,
0: just Dave's I mean, was, was frying left and right. <laughs> he did fry a motor or something. But, uh, I
1: mean, with, with a track like that, that's going to happen regardless. Right. Um, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, yeah, so we got figure it out, and then... Uh, like that race it was I was kind of bummed because it was not as big as what the electric nationals were last year at LCRC. Yeah. Cause, uh, the electric eight skill classes, that's kind of more of a East coast thing. Mm. And like, there was probably 200, pretty close to 200 entries last year. And this year there was, I want to say like 88 for Aurora national. That was kind of, you know, unexpected. Um, but the cool thing was, there's still, you know, a lot of the fast guys there. Like, you know, um, there was eight guys that were, you know, super fast. You know, like Lutz and Drake, Dakota, Jared, Cody, you know, all those guys. And um, so that was cool. Like, the, the mains were really good. And, you know, they were fun to race a lot of those guys. And uh, I ended up qualifying, what was it? sixth in buggy and fifth in truck and, uh, ended up had some this little mechanical stuff in truck that I, uh, ended up ninth overall. And then, um, then buggy, like my buggy was super good all weekend. And, um, I, it was kind of like my qualifying didn't really show that. Um, 'Cause I had like little problems and it was ten minute qualifiers so it's super hard to be completely clean for ten minutes and um but like A one I had pretty solid, I think I got like fifth, in A1. And then A one, then A two, uh I was up there um I got up to third and I was battling with Cody King and uh like Ryan Ryan left. And we had like a pretty cool three way battle bowling and then uh I just had a little little issue and had to DNF that one. And, um, then in a three, I got everything back together. And, um, another, you know, pretty crazy battle with Cody and Ryan for pretty much the whole time. Um, and, uh, and, uh, the last lap, me and Ryan are right together. And we both launch it off the finish line. And I got them by like a 10th and ended up third and a three. And, uh, with a ended up fifth overall with a five or a third, um, so that was pretty cool. With being up on the, you know, the top five with all those guys and stuff. So.
0: Got Radio Impound podcast in the top five. Woo! I
1: did, indeed. Damn, so that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I think actually the whole top five has been on the show, right? It was <sighs> Dakota. Yep. everyone but everyone but uh, Drew Muller. It was Dakota, Jared. Cody, yeah, me, and then Drew Molly. So that's bringing up bringing us up to a pretty present.
0: Yeah, what do you think they should do for the, keep the uh, ENats on the East, or do you think they uh, should yeah. combine them? Maybe I, I saw some suggestions where they said they should combine them with the Nitronats, but uh, I'm not I sure mean, about that. That'd be a little too much in scheduling, probably.
1: I think they could solve the issue simply just by keeping it on the East Coast. Um. The only like the only issue is uh, roller, I guess, came up with the idea to set the dates for each national and have them on that weekend every year. Yeah. So with uh, the electric the nationals now supposedly being set for April every year, that's kind of hard to have it on the East Coast then.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because the weather you're still you're, you're still iffy on the weather. Exactly.
1: But, I mean, if they could somehow make that work to where they moved that weekend and had it somewhere later in the year where the the weather would be more forgiving um, and just have it on the East Coast, and you can move it, you know, north, south, wherever, I still think Ebuggy would be, you know, pretty well.
0: Yeah, they would would draw 200-plus entries. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, But another issue, I think was um, having both nationals being in Texas and being only, you know, like a few hours away. So, like, a lot of those guys that live that way, they're only going to choose one. And, of course, they're going to choose the NHRA Race because it's bigger. And um, so that was another issue. And, you know, still being, like, when uh, all the, you know, kids are in school and stuff, uh, I mean, parents can't take kids out of school for you know, four days for an RC car race. Yeah. So, or, you know, a lot of guys can't take off four days for four days of work for an RC car race. So, um, I think that a lot of it was just scheduling, but also, you know, where it was and stuff. So, um, then like, yeah, but I saw the, like people saying how they should combine it with the nitro national. And
0: I don't think you do that.
1: And, um, like, I'm guessing those people have never been to the International because that race is already
0: huge. Yeah. Like, it's too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like if you would add another full class and you know, if they're all at that race, you know, all the big guys right there, if they're all going to race every class possible, so that's going to add, you know, another call it 10 heats to the race make it 300 entries, make the race,
0: I'd be race. There all night.
1: crazy long.
0: Yeah, it's too much. And it just
1: wouldn't be worth it. I mean, I think the only, the only solution to that would be just, you know, bring it back to the East Coast. And
0: Yeah, they could change. You know, I, I really like what Roar did of making the national, you know, setting the events at certain times of the year, and it's always going to be like that from here on out. But Yeah. Which is really cool. I mean, it's great for planning out then. Uh, But it kind
1: of screwed over the the electric heat scale, so...
0: Right, so, you know, maybe they could just make an exception there and say, hey, we'll move it to June or whatever, and... Yeah, uh, right. And, and, and like you said, keep it on the east, just you can move north, south, whatever, and it's more popular out here, and they'll they'll get the entries that they need to make money, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, I, I think they probably could do it, like, in July, because I don't really think there are any other huge races... Too many huge races going on in July. So like in June, we have the Nitro National and AMS, and you know all that, all those races. So that'd be hard to do another five day race in there. But um, yeah, just April. I don't think it is the right decision for that. But,
0: no, I mean this you know, April here on the East Coast was all, It was cold and yeah. There's no way we could have had an H race here. So what? So I mean, obviously you prefer Nitro.
1: I mean, I. I do. The nitro is fun. I, uh, I seem to do better in electric.
0: Like, well, I mean, uh, like you would think tuning the engine would be like a real pain in a butt for you.
1: No, like, uh, I, I picked up on the tuning pretty quick. I think just because like, I, I know like what the motors are supposed to sound like and you know, that kind of thing from motocross.
0: Um, yeah. That motocross background really helped you. Jeez. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, honestly that I completely give any of my success so far to the, you know, racing motocross my entire life Mm. just because it's like, you know, the line selection and getting the rhythm of the tracks and, you know, um, like tuning and, you know, anything like that. Um, it's, it's motocross with a, with a controller. Um, yeah, like, I, I mean, going back to kind of preferring nitro. Like, I mean, obviously I, I, I like nitro. I like electric. I don't really have a favorite. Um, it's fun to do both cause it switches it up. Um, but, uh, like I, I seem to do the best in electric heat scale. Okay. I don't know why that is. Hmm. It just kind of seems like that. Um, like an e-buggy e- especially, like I seem to get a lot of my best results in that. Like, uh, it's like a nitro blast with getting third, um, an e-buggy and then getting 10th in the nitro classes. And I don't know. Like, I mean, our e-buggy really good. Our nitro car's really good. So it's just kind of, I guess how it falls. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Nitro takes me back a little bit to where to racing motocross, like getting to hear the motor and, you know, uh, tuning and that kind of thing. and um, it's It brings back memories from motocross for sure. But, I mean, RC cars RC cars. They're all fun. So.
0: I love watching Nitro. Like, uh, I really enjoyed when um, LCRC had the Nitro Nats man, I had a blast watching them and I just love the pit stops and stuff like that. And
1: yeah, that, that's a cool aspect to it. Like getting your strategy down and stuff. Cause like electric, it's just, you know, at the most 10 minutes and that's, you know, at some races a qualifier. So, you know, electric is just about sprinting and being fast and you know, that kind of thing where nitro, yes, have your strategy and, you know, sometimes chanted on your fuel and uh, how long you're going to go and stuff. So that's a cool part to it. Um, you know, trying to get one less stop than other guys are trying to get that extra little mileage and, you know, that's that, that's a whole other whole side to it. And um, adds completely, you know, so much to the racing to where, like, you know, you're standing up there for you know, 45 minutes or sometimes an hour. And, you know, it, it wears on you for sure. Um, like by the end of it, if you can still be consistent and, you know, hit all your lines and stuff, 45 minutes into it, you're pretty good. (laughs) Especially it's like a nitro blast with the track being so rough and, you know, both classes running back to back or, you know, pretty close back to back Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, I mean, at the end of the night, after we were done with the the buggy meeting, like, I was mentally done, just completely worn out.
0: Yeah, tired. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally. Like, your
1: eyes hurt and your back hurts from standing there in one spot. Then with my leg, like, I'm still having a lot of issues with my leg. I mean, right. standing there for, you know, 45 minutes, I have a hard time walking, so standing that long is hard. Um, you know towards the end of that I'm in pain and stuff so what,
0: what's your thoughts on 45 minutes? you think it's a little too long?
1: my my only issue with it is my leg right just you know um being in pain at the end of it I honestly think it's pretty cool because you know having to pick tires that are gonna last that long and you know still be fast at the end of it and that kind of thing like I, I think that's really cool. And like coming from motocross, you know the standard pro motocross thing is 35 minute motos. So doing RC cars and 45 minute motos—that's, you know, having—I guess you could call it the endurance. That's a—I mean, I really like that part of it.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to watch. I'm like, oh man, 45 minutes. It's like, yeah, because this I mean, was I could, if this was 30, maybe it'd be better. <laughs> but
1: but I do yeah, like it. I mean, stuff. I I think it'd be cool maybe if you had like. Like two thirty minutes or maybe two twenty fives or something,
0: okay, yeah,
1: um, like I think that'd be cool because I mean nature of the beast with nitro is you're there's gonna be problems just because there's so much going on right. and I mean it, it sucks if you you're there for you know three days and or sometimes five days, and you know you qualify into a main and five minutes into it, some stupid mechanical problem happens and you're done and you, you know, you spend all that time to go around the track for five minutes and watch the rest. So I think it'd be cool to have, you know, like a two model format, like motocross to where, I mean, even if you DNF one of them, you can still, you know, show that you're, you know, show what you have in a second. Yeah. Like that. And then also I think it'd be cool to like see a, uh, see more of a point system. Okay. Cause like um, like the national championships and the worlds and like all that like um, like I've been to three royal nationals so far, and a lot of times it's you know, so, like a certain car has an advantage or a certain tire has an advantage and. Or, like, you know, one guy is just on that weekend or one guy just has something figured out that other people don't for that one weekend. And, like, maybe they wouldn't win on the other weekends or, you know, something like that. And, um, so, um I mean, they're crowned the national champion. They're the world champion for that year. And, um, like, I think it would be cooler to have, you know, say, Psycho Nitro Blast, Silver State, Nitro Challenge, you know, wherever the the Roar nationals are gonna be and you know, all the big H skill races have it be on a series and have a point system. And that's the way you crown your national champion.
0: I think there's a lot of people out there that would love that.
1: Yeah. I mean but then also, you know, you're only really gonna have the top factory guys that show up to all of it. There's that aspect to it. Because the the privateer guys they're not gonna you know, pay out of pocket to travel across the country four times. And, you know, there's that whole side of it.
0: But, you know. The the, pri- the privateer, I guess you could say, you know, I'm thinking like, well, the privateer is not going to travel to these, you know, we're saying they're not going to travel to these races for points. But, man, how often does a privateer come out of nowhere and win a national itself anyway? Yeah, so, I mean. I mean, unless it sounds cool. Unless but you're Chris Bing, you're not that, probably gonna do that. Exactly. I was just gonna say, unless you're Chris Bing. Have so, you listened to that uh, episode, by the way, Chris Bing? I have, I'm indeed. Bad. I actually just looking to it today
1: for again, like for the third time.
0: I actually listened to it last week because, uh, yeah, two year we, we came two weeks ago. We had our two year anniversary, and I went back and listened to some past episodes. And man, some of them were pretty rough with us. I mean, not that we've gotten totally good, but I mean, <laughs> man. But that crisping episode was pretty good. It was great to hear some of that the old stories, you know, leading up to the ninety six yeah. Nats and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he's I you know, the last privateer to win a national. So
1: Yeah. I think my favorite part about that, that whole episode was whenever he, he said he got home and told his parents he won. <laughs> take out the like, Oh, that's cool.
0: And uh, take out the trash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> everyone else was treating him like a god gets home yeah. take the garbage out son yeah Chris Bing good guy and it's it's great to see him back racing again
1: I think I might have saw him post something about
0: maybe getting a nitro car
1: I, I mean don't quote me on that but I think I might have saw something
0: wow yeah I, I don't know I kind of like the point system too though. I like points so I used yeah, to like racing for points at my club when I was a kid and we used to have a point system. I used to love racing for points. And then they got rid of it and I was kind of like, yeah, come on, man.
1: Yeah. Like we have a, a local series in the winter. Um, it's called the CRCRC winter racing league. Okay. And it goes um, to three different tracks, uh, each track twice. And then it counts your, uh, You get two drops and it, you know, so, um, it, it doesn't, you know, it definitely counts at least more than one track. So, I mean, that's pretty cool to show like, you know, cause it, it's between, um, the factory where the, uh, the Midwest chance is held. And then a newer place that opens called Sparks Park RC raceway. It's a pretty cool place.
0: Yeah. I've seen pictures and, of that. Um,
1: Looks yeah. Cool. That's a, that, that's pretty cool what he's doing. It. Um, then, he's got, the, uh, he's got also, the rip
0: colors up there at his track.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's bright green. Whenever you walk in, your eyes are. <laughs>
0: That's cool. cool.
1: Yeah. Um, then also another place that they had that was uh, the loft, which has since closed. They just closed a couple weeks ago. But um, I mean that was pretty cool because um, like years before, they always just had a, the CRCRC club track. Uh-huh. So it's the same, you know, same dirt every time, and you know, some people just have that place figured out. And, you know, it comes more back to that, you know, people just have the track figured out more than the other people. But this year, you know, um, having it be at three different tracks and you know all that—that that was pretty cool. Showing you, you know,
0: it's a lot of fun too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool too. It was just once a month. you know, it was just one day race you know, go hang out with your friends, and, you know, it was honestly, like, the best in Ohio, it showed up every
0: time, so, you know, you
1: always had really good competition, and, so.
0: You got Paul Sinclair out there?
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, Paul Sinclair, and all and the Richards brothers, and, you know, anyone, who's anyone in, the, uh Ohio.
0: Uh, a friend of the show, uh, Jim Desmond, he runs a Facebook page called Power CR. Uh, it's P O W R C R, and sure. what what he does is he uh, updates everybody of all the events happening in uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. Okay. and that, that's how I knew about Sparks Raceway because he uh, he posts the schedule. You know, anytime anytime Sparks says something about their races coming up, he also posts it up there. So. I went and liked his Facebook page, and um, man, there's a lot of good tracks out in that area. What you know, Western PA and in Ohio, and it's just man, I, pretty cool, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know the. I guess you could call just the north northeast region of the U.S. I mean, I feel like we have a pretty awesome following for you know the whole RC racing thing. I mean, especially Ohio. Um, I mean like, a lot of, you know, a lot of fast guys are from here, and, you know, a few fast guys have come out here that have done something with it, like, you know, like, for instance, Ryan Lutz, um, he came out of Medina, Ohio, which is like an hour away from me, and I go race at Medina RC Raceway all the time, so, um, that's pretty cool, like, and to see what he's done with it, and, you know, that knowing that he's, you know, come out of the same place as what, you know, what I'm trying to do, and like, into to race with him now, and uh, like everywhere that I've been going, he's always been out and we've always been racing right side by side the whole time. And so that's pretty cool. But, uh,
0: you know, earlier I said I met you at Motorama and, uh, was that your first time at Motorama? That was my first time. Yep. Okay. All right, cool.
1: What'd you think of that? Uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, it like, it was honestly pretty nuts because like, um, I didn't know like, who was going to be there, like, from big names wise and stuff, and like what the track was going to be like. And like, I had a couple friends that had been there before and, um, kind of gave me a little bit of an idea, but not, you know, totally what it was going to be. So I just, I honestly, mean, like, honestly just went over there with an open mind. Like, I, I knew it, since it was just electric and I, I seemed to do pretty good with those classes, I mean, I had confidence going into it. I didn't know that I was going to you know, do as well as I did. But, um, I mean, the, the track was fun. I mean, you can't have anyone better than Scotty Ernst, you know, running the race. You know, that guy, he's, you know, world famous for running races. And that was pretty cool having him on the mic and, um, you know, calling all of it and keeping everything going. And um, the track was fun. Uh, the dirt was, it was a little bit different. Uh, it had good grip, but it, it kind of got loose around the edges and uh, kind of broke up a little bit here and there. And So that was kind of different for an indoor race. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, getting to battle with uh, lots of Holy Can, that was pretty cool. Um the uh, first round of Treggie, it was a, I mean, the first qualifier that we had, and we ran this truck. He was up first before buggy and, um, Ryan was right before me in the race, like right before me, uh, the race right before me. And, um, uh, like he laid down like a pretty solid run and like, he maybe wrecked like once and had one Marshall and I'm like, Oh man, you know, that's going to be hard to beat. Like you know, he's going fast. Right. And, um, like I, uh, I, just, I want to say it was just like normal five-minute qualifiers. I went out there and um, I honestly just wanted to solid. I, my plan was just to go solid for the first two rounds. Obviously, try to do as good as I can, but um, main thing was just be in the mains. And um, so I was trying to, you know, just be solid and be consistent. And, um, and like with you know, a minute ago, Scotty called me on a TQ pace, and I was like, oh man, like just been nervous. So, um, like I was just like I held on for like the last minute and they called me that I, uh, I tq the round by like maybe two seconds or something. And, um, that was pretty cool, like getting to beat Ryan once and, I mean, the rest of the weekend he beat me, but, um, I mean, that was cool being, you know, one of the main guys that had a chance at the win and, um, out like out of you know how many entries there was so you know there's I don't even know how many entries I made to go. So yeah I don't, I don't
0: know but man it was packed
1: yeah I mean that was cool like being second in both classes and you know battling for you know battling for the wins and stuff so yeah. and then also it was cool uh, I went over and to the, the motocross part of it. And got to meet up with a lot of my old buddies from racing motocross that I didn't know was going to be there. I got started walking through the pits, and you know I ran into a bunch of people that I liked. That was pretty cool. And then they came over and watched me race a couple times, and saw what I got to do now. And yeah, that
0: was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun event. And you know, Kirby and I, we we go there every year to watch. So we yeah. have a blast. I used to race there in the '90s. It was uh, it was just in a small arena then, though. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that's a cool race. I'll definitely be definitely do that, that one. Yeah, it's cool to even walk around, you know, if you get a chance to walk around to all the stuff going on. Yeah, like on. going
1: over to the car show and seeing all those crazy cars. and Oh, man. Staring at girls in bikinis. And,
0: you know, oh, no doubt. the RC racer's dream. <laughs> if anybody out there doesn't know what we're talking about, just Google Motorama, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Running the RIP logo for us there, too.
1: Yeah. I actually ran out. I just uh, figured up a couple new bodies. It's uh, so, uh, called
0: Max, man. Max has them.
1: Yeah, I, I got to get on that. Because I, yeah, I just got all, a few new bodies for the ENATs and ran out after that. So my next round of bodies, I'm going to need some new ones. Who does your decals? Um, I had a, uh, just one of my local friends that I actually mentioned earlier, Kyle Tharp. He was just doing it. He has a. I worked at a print shop and just, you know, he was just doing it for me. And and he switched jobs now, so, uh, I the last order I got was from
0: from Stick It One. Oh, okay, because Stick It One has our logo. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, they have it up there. Uh, I see a lot of guys have been purchasing it from there too. That was
1: kind of sad. Um, I had like a big, RIP logo on my pit board. Mm-hmm. That uh, you guys gave to me over at Motorama. And whenever we flew to the ENAPS, oh yeah, we got to the Crazy. hotel room. And I opened out my suitcase and it's completely broken in half. Yeah. Well, gotta get a couple, couple new Rip logos on yep. stuff. I, I'm rocking a pretty cool clear one right now. Um, you know the the tipboard. Um, it's my new design. You know all the, the ghost flames and ghost pinstripes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. It took some time to do the design, so cool. Um, the Home Depot
0: special. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm you know working with right now. But hopefully, sometime soon here, I can get another cool looking one. So all professional and stuff.
0: So, what do you got coming up? What's your schedule look um, like?
1: This week, uh, I've been wrenching all week and uh, leaving in the morning for LCRC. Okay. Oh,
0: for, the, big uh, the, the big one. The big one, yeah. You know, you know, I might, there's a slight possibility that I might make an appearance there. You probably should. A slight possibility. I might show up there as long as I don't get mobbed with, like, autographs and pictures and oh,
1: stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But
0: I gotta make a low-key entrance. A low-key first yeah (laughs) but slight possibility i might see you there buddy don't i'm not guaranteeing it though so don't get upset if you don't all right all right Uh, so so you're heading to the big one which is gonna be awesome that track's great uh kevin and krista run a first class facility there
1: yeah for sure that it's honestly hard to find a facility like that like it's all you know like has full camper hookups and you pit on cement and it's all graveled and the tracks top notch and the driver stand's cool and, and it's hard to beat that place, honestly. So um, yeah, I'm going over to that. And then, uh, and also we have, what else? AMS coming up in June, beginning of June. And we're going down to that. Me, Max and Chicky and possibly truly, I think, Maybe maybe Matt Treffler. I'm um, mm-hmm. gonna go down and do that one, and um, then all of us are going to the Nitro Nationals at Thornhill, and uh, then what else? There's just like some little regional stuff going on, and um, try to make all that stuff, and then others. Uh, the local series is like around, it's called the Monsters in the Midwest series. Um, there's just a couple tracks around Ohio and Indiana that they're doing that at. And I'm going to try to make it to a few of those. Uh, the first round's actually this weekend, but going to the big one instead. So,
0: right.
1: Um, and then, the L E O S S series. It's like the Ohio electric off-road state series or something. Um, try to make it to a few of those and do that. And,
0: well, you're jam packed. Um, you yeah. got a lot, you got a lot coming up.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've been racing every weekend. Like in the past year, I've taken off like two weekends, I think three weekends, maybe I I get racing a lot for
0: sure. So. Well, that's uh, going to just get better and better.
1: Exactly. That's my plan. I mean, practice makes perfect in my mind. So, I can just keep on going and, uh, keep on practicing and racing and, you know, working on everything. I mean, my goal is to be eventually of what, like, you know, I don't know if it's you know possible, but I want to be like what Tebow or cab or, you know, Ryan Watson's or, you know, where you travel every weekend and get to go to all the races and, you know, get right. paid to do it. And, you know, that kind of thing. So that's my goal. Um, I'm working towards it. I think there's a slight chance maybe of it happening. You never know until it happens, but, um, yeah.
0: So Well, you definitely so have the drive for it. I mean, you definitely have the dedication for it. So
1: yeah, I mean, I'm trying for sure. I just spent, I don't even know how much in the garage this week, working on cars, actually did all day today and stuff for you called and finished up. So going over there and going to race, uh, three classes this weekend. Uh both Nitro classes and then e buggy and then AMS will do three classes. And then the NAT's just uh, buggy chuggy. Three classes is a handful, but
0: it's it's
1: worth it in the end.
0: get a lot of experience. Yeah, for sure.
1: It's definitely like at for the one day races where you gotta prep for the mains and stuff all on one day it's a handful. Especially with you know two Nitro classes. But you yeah, other than that, it's good. Having
0: fun. Now we mentioned earlier, you know, Serpent, of course, your sponsor. Uh, who, who, are, who are your other sponsors?
1: Um, my other sponsors, I, I've actually gotten a few here lately, but oh,
0: okay.
1: um, all the Serpent, uh, Serpent, to Soto Racing, um, Serpent America is owned by a guy named Joaquin Soto. and uh, he actually sponsors all of us, and um, then. Gotta uh, thank Paul Trigarillo for all he does and helping me out constantly, going racing, and, you know, just helping me out with anything. And then uh, my local hobby shop, Mag- Magic Hobbies, um, it's in Stroudsburg, Ohio, and they help me out with all like the miscellaneous stuff that I get.
0: Okay,
1: and give me a good deal. And, um, and then Teakin, uh, Randy Pike, and Ty Campbell and Jeremy Potter, um, they're definitely lifesavers at the electric races. Like those guys are awesome for sure. They, they help out. Um,
0: yeah. I heard great things about their customer service and stuff too. at races. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, um, you know, that at the electric nationals, they, like I broke one time and before I even got back marshalling, they're already back. They were tearing apart my car for me and, you know, getting it going. So those are lifesavers lifesaver for sure. And then, uh, AKA, um, yeah, all the guys at AKA, for sure. They picked me up uh, about
0: a year and a half ago and keeping,
1: you know, all my cars dripping, for sure. I uh, can't complain about any of those.
0: Our buddy Joel, Mark, and uh, Gil Lucy Jr.?
1: Yeah, those guys are awesome, for sure. Um, definitely in all the races, like, that they go to, um, they help you out with, like, figuring out what what tread's going to work, what compound's going to work, and, you know, they definitely work with you on more of a personal level, it's cool. So oh,
0: that's cool.
1: Um, then, uh, Novorossi for keeping those, keeping my nitro cars ripping and, uh, MIP avid, uh, SMC batteries, uh, PTRC racing oils. Um, they make, I think the best oils on the market. Uh, and it goes by the CSP rather than like the 25, weight. Mm-hmm. So you can get more of a, a fine adjustment on there. And I, I like that. And, uh, and, uh, be fast for my Tenscope stuff. And, um, the radio and sound podcast, of course. And, uh, then, uh, double cross designs. Uh, it's my buddy, Jeff Beck. Um, he paints all my bodies for me, keep me good and stuff. And, uh, he always helps me out with that and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that's everyone I have to thank, but, uh, and also, thank you guys for having me on here. It's fun. Appreciate
0: sure. it. Oh, yeah. It's great. I was appreciate you being on the show. And uh, I just recently found out that Joe is a video gamer. Indeed, I am. Now, Joe has a PS3, which is great. A Sony. Sony PS3. I'm um, trying to get him to get a PS4. Also. Probably not going happen. It'll happen eventually. I mean, eventually, but not for a while. Wow. Right, but yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to get uh, Call of Duty on the PS3 so we could uh, hook up and play.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we have uh, like eight guys or something that play pretty much every night, and I uh, mean so, anyway, it's a good time for sure. A little stress stress reliever, but even though it adds more stress, than whenever you yell at the kids <laughs> that keep on killing you.
0: <laughs> oh, those twelve-year-olds! Oh, dude, they're horrible. They're they're telling you off and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. I'll tell you more about
1: uh, you than what you know about yourself.
0: What other games you play?
1: Um, pretty much on uh, on the PlayStation. Uh, Call of Duty. Um, I'm pretty into the Mad Skills Motocross on my phone.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: That's an addiction, for sure um but I mean that's pretty much about it. not really too into the whole like I don't really have too many other games i I played dirt for there for a while, yeah um, got pretty into that, and then the new one came out and it's lame, so stopped playing and
0: you're not, you're not into battlefield
1: no i mean i I tried to tried to play it. And I can't get into it. Like, I honestly just mainly because I suck at it. But, um, because it's so much different than Call of Duty. Yeah. That I just cannot get into it. I don't
0: know. I get killed a lot in that game. Well, I get killed a lot in Call of Duty, too. But it seems yeah, like so. any time I kill somebody, I get killed in Call of Duty. Like, it's just Oh, yeah, like, one
1: and done every time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But it's fun, though. I downloaded new maps, the Devastation map pack. Yep. Uh, the other day I got that and having fun on the new map. I like the new maps, actually. They're pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Get the the cheater gun, the ripper.
0: Yeah, I do. And I like that gun. You and know? I even. No, I do. I do. Okay. it's good. Yeah, I love it. And I even have the uh, rubber ducky skin for it. Oh, nice. I would,
1: <laughs> I would definitely make fun of you if you left all that.
0: <laughs> oh man, I am a sucker for those um skins that they sell, like you know the different characters you can buy and uh you can also purchase uh, a wolf instead of having a dog run around. Indeed. I am a sucker for all that, dude. I'll pay a $1.99 for any of that stuff.
1: I'm I am convinced that the wolf is definitely better because my dog is freaking worthless.
0: And and the wolf does it gets more kills for you?
1: For sure. Man. My dog will, like, you know, sit around and choose flies,
0: and that wolf <laughs> is on it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for all that. I buy everything. Um, yeah, so, uh, re- real quick before we leave on the show, just, just to get to know Joe a tad a little bit better, uh, like, what's your favorite TV show?
1: Hmm, that's tough. I'm on, uh... Uh, watching Spree for Dexter Okay. Yeah, i
0: yeah I've, I've heard um, of it I've never seen it but
1: it's pretty awesome um, and then uh, Breaking Bad was one of my favorites and then uh, The Walking Dead for sure
0: oh yeah everybody's on that except yeah, me yeah
1: that's uh, how are you not into that show
0: are you uh, like not American or what well now I know I guess it's I, I'm not into zombie stuff and I know... But you I don't guess have it's... to be into zombie stuff for that. Okay. That's what I've been told. So, maybe I should give it a shot.
1: Yeah. like I, I mean, I'm not into like other zombie movies or whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm not. That's... Even in video games, I'm not into zombie yeah. stuff at all. Yeah,
1: I, like, I can't get into that, but Walking Dead, you're hooked. Three episodes,
0: you're done. Okay, maybe I should try it. My buddy gave me the first season on DVD. He says you yeah. gotta watch it. And uh, I haven't even touched it yet.
1: As soon as you watch it, it will never stop. Guaranteed.
0: Okay. I mean, I'll check that out. But
1: uh, then also, what
0: else? How I Met Your Mother is a pretty good show. That's pretty funny. Okay, yeah, my girlfriend's into that show big time. What about what about the middle? Have you watched that? I've not never seen the middle. Oh man, you gotta check it out. It's hilarious.
1: Doesn't really count as a show, but I I love Forrest Gump. I was
0: That's gonna like ask you my what by
1: far favorite
0: movie. I was gonna ask you what your favorite movie was. Yeah.
1: Um yeah like it's pretty funny that uh sit around and quote him for stuff that goes on in my normal life me and uh my buddy Becker, always throwing back quotes for <laughs> Full Forest. how life is always a bo- life is like a box of chocolates and stuff mm-hmm. like that no yeah. but uh
0: what other movies do you like let's see
1: I don't really have any other favorites like i mean i I like a lot of movies but yeah. Like there's a few other like favorites.
0: Have you seen The Purge? I've not. I oh, gotta check that out.
1: The Hunger Games. I'm I'm a fan of The Hunger Games. Those are good movies.
0: Oh man, I think you might be compatible with my girlfriend. <laughs> she watches that stuff. I don't. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever seen it though? Uh, bits and pieces when when she's watching in the living room and I'm walking through. That's it.
1: Okay, you need to sit down and watch it. It's pretty fun. They're pretty
0: fun. What do I say? Pretty good. Uh, okay. Uh, maybe. So. Okay. Maybe I'll give him a shot sometime. She'll be like, "Why are you watching this now?" And I'll be like, "Well, Joe Bornhorse told me to." Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I would never steer you wrong. And she'll be like, "Oh, sure, you'll watch it because he tells you to."
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, favorite uh, oh, type of music. I don't know. What do you listen to? What's on your iPod? Actually, that you I, would... I actually don't own an iPod. But, um... Very good, man. That's a good start there. What do you have, Android?
1: I have an Android. Good man. Um, but, uh, anything but country. I'm pretty much... I'll I'll tolerate anything but country. I'm not a huge music guy.
0: You're a podcast guy.
1: I mean, I'm a podcast guy, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um...
1: But like I mean, I'm kind of one of those guys that just like turns on the radio and it's fine with whatever comes on, except for country. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's about it for music.
0: Is there any um, any song out there that you have? Do you have a song on your phone there that uh, it's kind of embarrassing if you told anybody about it? Like you know, Honestly,
1: my I don't have any songs actually on my phone. Oh, Okay. I just listen to like Pandora and that kind of thing.
0: All right, so whatever comes up.
1: Yeah. Um, strictly to embarrass my friends, I will, like, turn on, like, Miley or something and <laughs> sing at the top of my lungs just to strictly embarrass them. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, also a little uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Classic. Mm-hmm. It's a fun one to embarrass my friends with. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. It's it's pretty fun whenever you uh roll up to a traffic light and you put down your windows and it's just blaring and you're screaming at the top of your lungs and your friend just has his hand over his eyes just wishing he wasn't there. It's a good time.
0: <laughs> Remind me not to ever drive in a car with you.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's pretty fun, I'm not gonna lie. I make road trips go by fast.
0: <laughs> uh where was I at now? Oh, what's your daily drive then? What what do you ride?
1: Um, I have a Toyota thunder
0: Cool.
1: With uh, about 120,000 miles on it, 04. And uh, load her down on the weekends and head to the track.
0: Favorite uh, fast food place when you're at these races, where do you like to go?
1: Taco Bell. Taco no Bell, doubt. there you go. Chipotle's up there too. Mm. I mean, you can't go wrong with Chipotle, but I mean for actual fast food, it's Taco Bell for sure.
0: There you go, Kirby. See Taco Bell. Kirby's a big Taco Bell fan. I right mean,
1: everyone in America is. Or at least actually, should
0: be. actually, when Kirby and I worked at Trinity, we were at Taco Bell like almost every day for lunch. For sure. Cool. Well, hey, Joe definitely sounds like a great guy to hang out with. I mean, he he's already on the right track owning a Sony PlayStation. Uh, I'm sure he Android. watches. He has an, he, yeah, he has an Android. Uh, I'm sure he watches WWE wrestling. I actually don't. Uh, you actually do, you mean? And I actually I mean, don't. <laughs> oh, man, come on. <laughs> uh, so then you don't like that part in the podcast when we talk about wrestling.
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've skipped over a little bit.
0: Well, you're almost really, really cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not my least favorite thing but it's definitely not something that i would you yeah. know record and watch So yeah. so sorry i break your heart there a little bit but
0: that's ah, all right well hey i'll get back on you uh at call of duty i'll get in there and just we won't be teammates i'll just kill you on the other...
1: oh, okay sounds good i usually do that for my friends too so I'll get on too late in the night, and then they'll already have a full team, so i just get on the other team. And oh, isn't
0: that isn't that fun, though, man? Oh, it's, yeah. That's, like, the most fun, I think, actually. It's almost it's going...
1: just that's fun. And then whenever you hear, like, the little sound bites from whenever you kill them,
0: uh-huh. and you can hear what they're saying, it's just fun to hear them be yeah. and playing it and stuff. Right. Uh, what's your favorite mode on Call of Duty? Mm. Like, 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 I, like, I like playing Killed Confirmed. Kill
1: confirmed is fun. Yep. Blitz is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Search and rescue. That's pretty much what the three that we play.
0: You playing hardcore or?
1: No, hardcore sucks.
0: Yeah, campers. That's very true. A lot of campers in that. Yeah. But I just uh, I was playing uh, over the weekend with Eric Reichert uh, uh, formerly of RC Car Action. Okay. Uh, he just bought a PlayStation Four. And uh, we were playing uh, some Call of Duty, and uh, we were playing hardcore, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of campers in that.
1: Like, the only time that we ever played hardcore is for Clan Wars. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, other than that, we try to stay away from it.
0: Yeah, I thought I'd check it out. It wasn't my cup of tea. So. Well, hey, I really appreciate you being on the show, Joe. That was great. Oh, no problem. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, fun. actually, you're allowed back any—I'm going to put you on the bench for when oh, these really? guys— yeah, I'm putting you on the bench right. for when these guys don't show up, you're going to co-host with me. All right, sounds good. I'm down. Now that we know Joe, we got all that out of the way, then we, then we could just go into our normal rants about video games and sports. Uh, you know, I don't know if you like the NBA and stuff like that, NFL. Yeah, I mean, all right, whatever. Now, who's your favorite team in the uh, NBA? Um, You'll say Cleveland? Hmm. I'll go Cleveland, yeah. Uh, NFL?
1: Not too into football.
0: Okay.
1: I, I like college football more than pro football.
0: Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do, but I'm not Kirby and I are both are not college football fans. But uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you can co host with me sometime. Uh yeah, since I'll it out. since David Alford is unreliable. Yeah, and
1: Kirby and Jason and all those guys.
0: Yeah, what's up? Jeez. I can understand Jason. He's a busy man.
1: I mean, he's done the you know company for our few cars. What does he really have to do?
0: Yeah, nothing. Allison does yeah. all the work. Believe me.
1: Yeah, that old guy client does everything for him.
0: <laughs> that too, John. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh man! With his uh, bigfoot monster truck and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Next time you see him, ask him about uh, rental cars and light poles. Ask about what? Rental cars and light poles, and what happens when they meet.
0: Okay. Hmm. Can't be good.
1: It's pretty
0: funny. Yeah. Well, hey, I look forward to you coming on the show and co hosting sometime. And yeah, sure, uh, definitely be on call because when I when I look down over at the bench and I look at you and I have to call you in, I expect you to come in. <laughs> all
1: right. All right. As long as I'm free, I'm game.
0: <laughs> all right. All right, Joe. Thanks for being on. And we'll uh, talk to you soon then. And uh, keep, keep uh, promoting the Radio Impound podcast out there for me. Oh, Thank yeah, you. for sure. All right, man.
1: All right. Have a good one. Later.